This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Available for free every day until the end of the transfer window. The live show will be on 9pm on the 31st. Subscribe so you don't miss out. Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Right, I am Chris Hambling and I'm here with Nicholas Gillard. Hello, Nick. You alright? How's it going? Oh, wonderful, you know. Um, So Nick and I are sneakily recording this quite early in the day on Thursday the 30th. Um, so anything we talk about regarding transfers, there could have been news afterwards. Um, so bear that in mind. Also bear in mind that it's because it's earlier in the day, you may hear background noise <laughs> as well. Either Nick's house or, there you go, right on cue, from Nick's house or from my neighbours. Um, so apologies for that. Uh, this will be one of our standard usual sort of 10, 15 minutes possibly going over because we're bad at timekeeping. Um, reviews of what's going on in terms of transfers and a bit of news at the moment. Uh, so this podcast should be released on the morning of Friday the 31st. So I'm hoping you'll be listening to it, there's listening to it on your commute maybe. Um, and as such, I want to point you in the direction of our live show um, Friday the 31st from 9pm. Keep an eye on all our channels on Twitter um, and Facebook, Instagram as well for, for the links to listen live. Uh, and we'll be going live on Periscope through Twitter. We'll also be live on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Instagram as well. Uh, a big undertaking. Hopefully, it goes all smoothly. Um, and we've done a bit of testing, so it should be good. Uh, so that'll be, yeah, from 9pm to the close of the window. Exciting, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, is there any news that Terence and DR are going to open a TikTok channel as well? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are the most urban of the gang, although I'm, I'm sure Albert will object to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe there'll be a TikTok as well. I mean, I'll, I can't keep up with it all. Nah. Um, so, yeah, let's let's crack on. So I think the main thing to be to talk about, and the reason we're doing this a little bit early, is because Rory's press conference is a little bit fresh in the mind, and um, I watched it in full. And we've been talking about it as the back of the nest group. Um, you got your hand up, Nick. Is that deliberate? It's because I hadn't put it down from earlier. Oh, that's upsetting, isn't it? I mean, that, it kind, of, that kind of thing. I was just getting right into the flow and you did that to me. Brutal. Yeah. 
Um, but as as I was saying, Roy gave what I considered to be quite a negative and, and concerning podcast. Really, he did not look a, a happy man at all. And um, we'll start talking about the reasons why. So obviously, the news broke yesterday um, that Nathan Ferguson a bid had been accepted by West Brom for him, uh, and he was travelling to Palace for a medical. Um, obviously, we are yet to see the results of that. Um, Roy's update was that the clubs were still talking, uh, which gives the impression it perhaps wasn't as much, wasn't as far down the line as was reported. Um, you know, and these deals can can go smoothly or they can go badly. Um, I mean, in terms of we, we've you know throughout our podcast we've talked about what what the type of player he is, why we'd be signing him, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, Roy wasn't too committal, was he, Nick, in terms of you know, giving no. the good news that it's going to be done, it's sorted, and it, you know, he said it's a player we've been after a bit, but you know, not a lot of enthusiasm there. I, I was speaking to my friend uh, Nick Grant, who's a big Baggies fan, uh, before I went on the Love Sports Show last night, and he said Roy was raving about him when Roy was a West Ham, West Brom manager, mm. so it's somebody he's, he's kept a close eye on. So, you know, um, and we we were really really hoping on the show last night that he would be coming to us so fingers crossed this medical's uh going well it's just a case of um dotting the i's and crossing the t's on that one yeah i would suggest you know depending on what's developed between recording and 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 this going out um but just keeping your eyes very very closely on the socials on that one um to see if that deal goes through um and if it doesn't you've got to hope that palace have got some irons in the fire elsewhere but it's going to be a tricky one to see that through very late in the day as we often seem to do these things and I suppose probably the, the major headline that came out of the press conference was um, effectively Roy denying that we were ever considering a deal for Yannick Carrasco. And I think the wording is sometimes important in that. So he was asked if, you know, first of all, the reporter just used the first name Yannick and Roy looked a little bit mystified. And then he simply said the words, I didn't know we were in for him. Um, so we, let's talk about what that could possibly mean, Nick. I mean, you know, in essence, it means... You know that that's not a player that we've that's even been talked about with Roy. But I suppose with the way that transfers work these days, with directors of football and scouts going out and looking at positions and coming up with lists of players, it's entirely possible that, in Roy's view, that that was never an option, and it could still be something the club are looking at. Or you could see it as Roy keeping his cards close to his chest and, and not giving too much away. Who knows? I mean, I only saw the press conference via the medium of Twitter. Mm. Um, people seem very, very fed up. Um, you, you saw it and you've said in our chat earlier how fed up that he looks. Is it because this stuff's being reported and it's kind of going over him or, or what do you think? It's a difficult one to call. I mean, he, I, I think the perception throughout this transfer window in, in the sort of the rumour mill, if you like, is that there is a big disconnect between what Roy thinks is a good signing and what Palace are recommending to him. Um, I think if you strip the emotion out of it, it's probably a little bit comforting to know that the manager definitely has the final say on these things. But on the flip side of that, if he's if he's obviously got issues with not having the squad that he wants, yet he's turning down the players that are offered to him, you know that that seems counterproductive and potentially is evidence of a bit of a breakdown in in terms of that relationship there, and that, that's what worries me the most. And it does make you wonder what sort of player Roy does want. Um... We, I think we've said before that you know he likes Premier League players that played there. 
He does, yeah, and, he, and, and a certain type of functional Premier League player that he can trust, so he looks for experience. And as we've talked about, that doesn't really fit in necessarily with a club that's trying to reduce the general age of the squad, that's trying to, you know, promote a degree of, I don't know, flair and creativity to a degree, because we are a little bit devoid of that other than, you know, a handful of players, uh, and only yeah. a few of which that, that Roy tends to use. So, you know, we're definitely trying to give him options. And that's always been his fullback, isn't it? Of when he, you know, when people challenge him on, on the players that he selected. You know, he suggests that he doesn't have the trust in the others. So, you know, in order to to sort of give him the opportunity to show that actually this kind of negativity and this only playing football for 45 minutes out of 90 that, that seems to be happening at the moment is a symptom of the squad rather than a symptom of Roy Hodgson. So if, if you give him the players and you give him the options to change things from the bench, maybe he uses his bench more, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I almost feel like you have to take the excuses away to see you know the true nature of Roy Hodgson here, and, and whether or not the criticism of him is just, or whether or not it you know it really can be laid at the door of the board for for not backing him. And I personally think you know the truth is somewhere in the middle, as it often is. You've you've also got to remember that sometimes players are linked with us just to kind of get them a move to somewhere else. So it's kind of come on, this club are in from. If you really want them. You better get in there before Palace does. Yeah, exactly do, right. Does do, <laughs> does do do does. <laughs> um, so also in the press conference, and look, we'll come to some things that have developed subsequent to the press conference in just a moment. And there's a fair bit going on. I'm, you know, even getting WhatsApp messages as I'm talking. So um, we'll we'll try and react to that as best as we can. It's almost like doing a live show. This isn't what going to be the three hours on on Friday going to be like, but. Um, the final sort of question of Roy was whether or not we would be in for Mishi Batshuayi. Now, you know, Roy made it pretty clear that there's nothing on the table, um, but then just talked in a general sense that in transfer windows, all but the very, very top players at the top clubs could potentially be moving and, and moving on late. So not ruling that one out, obviously a player that Roy likes because, you know, we had him at the club last year and, and you know, Batshuayi loved his time at Palace. I think he's on record as saying that, and that's been backed up by some some recent discussions. And you know, who knows? Um, I think that would that would be something that lifted the team and, and and lifted the fan base. But at the same time, you know, unless we're moving a striker on, it doesn't feel likely to me. I doesn't don't feel that we'd, we'd be putting our eggs in that basket. We'd be a bit striker heavy then as well, wouldn't we? Really, we see because we've got Ayu, we've got Tosin, albeit he's out for. a two or three weeks, but he only misses one game because because he can't play against Everton. Yep. Um, Sorloff has had his loan extended, um, which might be good for next season if he's getting more game time. Okay, the, the Turkish league's not as not as quick as our league, but it could be bringing him up to a better, better state that he was in playing in uh, whatever league it was before in Norway. Mm-hmm. Or was it sweet? I can't remember. It was, it was Norway. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's not basically at the moment. I don't even consider him our player. I think, you know, with the, the length of the loan deal and the fact that there's an agreed fee at the end of it. Um, yeah. I, I think Wickham is almost there, I'd say. There were a couple of chances the last time I saw him play that had he been a little bit more fit, maybe he'd have connected onto them, but he was in the right place at the right time for them. Um, so I wouldn't rule him out, although there's there's still talk of him going to Sunderland, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I don't, you know, I think it's re- relatively clear from everything that Roy said that he just doesn't really rate him. Um, doesn't feel he's played enough football. And the problem with Roy is that that becomes counterproductive because he won't play a pl- player who hasn't played enough football. So they don't get to play any football to address the not playing enough football. 
you know, so you end up in this really odd situation of a manager who won't play a player to get him fit. Did um, I read somewhere that uh, another one we're after might have gone to West Ham? Who was that? Well, we're yeah, going to talk about that now, I guess, is the players that we were linked. So I'd started to, you know, a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain. I started putting a list together of players we were linked with um, and then sort of bringing it down to just a couple because obviously these are short shows. Um, and whilst doing that, uh, rumors, the, sorry, the, the news broke that a bid had been agreed of £16 million with Hull for Jared Bowen. Um, so we had about, I'd say, just over an hour of a lot of people being very excited about that. And, you know, he's someone I'd heard rumoured had been high up on, on Roy's list in terms of a, a target to bring in, if at all possible. Um, Hull had been holding out for him to, to stay with them. Um, but as the window's drawn closer, um, they seem to have become a bit more open to a bid. Um, and it does seem um, that that excitement was misplaced and that West Ham might well have beaten Palace to that signing. Not confirmed at the time of recording, but you know we'll see how that develops. But certainly it's out there on the socials at the moment that West Ham are effectively celebrating, bringing him in um, ahead of Crystal Palace, which is not great, really. We're going to end up with Nugent at 11 o'clock, aren't we? <laughs> it's about Tomorrow time. Night. It's about time. <laughs> um, but, I mean, look, Bowen is exactly the type of player we should be looking at. You know, he's, he's had a terrific season in the Championship, been good for a good couple of years now, um, you know, starting to show that he's better than that level, um, which is, you know, and, and when you get someone, what, 23 years of age, I think he is, that's a great time to bring them to the Premier League and, and, and sort of blood them straight away while their momentum's up and, all that kind of stuff. So potentially a very good signing for, for someone. We were hopeful it might have been us for an hour or so. Um, but again, as I say, at the time of recording, looking a lot less likely. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so with the with the sort of rubbishing from Roy of, of Yannick Grasco and the potential sort of collapse of any bid for J- Jared Bowen, I think in terms of wingers that we're linked with, that leaves us with Jordan Ibe. So you know, maybe keep an eye on that one for the next 24 hours or so. Um, so the other player I wanted to discuss is a, a guy called Matthias Vigne. So he plays for Club Nationale in, uh, in I think they're Uruguayan, aren't they? Um, so he's a left yeah. back. He's a Uruguayan international, uh, been linked with Milan for quite a while. Um, but seemingly that's not happening. Um, and we have been similarly linked. Now, I've not heard anything beyond the the you know the newspaper links and what have you. It would seem an odd one because he's a, he's an out and out left back, and as much as we need competition there, um, you know, it, it potentially seems to have come out of the blue with PVA fit, you know, Gyro proving that he can play that position well enough, um, and obviously Jeffrey Schlupp at some point coming back, we've actually got people that can play there. So we do need a left back, but you know, I, I don't see any evidence that that one's developed before, you know away from rumour. But we had a, a good Uruguayan defender once, Nick, old Sarondo, didn't we? So I w- wouldn't be against this one. No, no, I don't care where they come from, as long as they can play, mate. Well, there you go. What, what no. a great attitude that is, Nick. Well done. <laughs> um, Was there any news on uh, Eindhoven making any more bids on PVA, or is that definitely dead in the water now? I mean, Roy, again, Roy spoke about that in the in the press conference, and he referred to... Um, Patrick van Arnholt was, was one of the best left backs in the division um, and said that, you know, essentially the club had no interest in selling him. Um, but he could understand why PSV would want him. So I think, 
you know, if if Roy has is the one making the call on that, then it doesn't matter really what PSV bid unless they go completely insane and bid stupid money. Um, Van Aanholt will remain at Crystal Palace. However, you know, if the bid is high and an alternative player available, you could see potentially maybe the club pushing that one through. But I'd, I'd be surprised if it happens. But who knows? By the time we've said this, Nick, it could have been done. So we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll be out of date within five minutes, won't well, we? exactly. Um, <laughs> did Roy say having all these players back is like getting new players? Yeah, I mean, that's what is it about the third time he's had to say that now? And you do you do <laughs> wonder, you get a bit cynical, don't you, in your old age, Nick? And you start thinking, is that is that the party line that he's been told to say and to keep repeating? Because it's a funny thing, you get the, the language that comes out is fairly consistent, isn't it? You know, we'll only sign players if they can improve the first team, not not just be the squad. Um, you know, we'll we'll only do the right deals. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. And you know, why would we sign players if we're getting players back from injury? They're like new signings. These are all things we've heard before, potentially from other managers and figures at Crystal Palace. So it does seem potentially. There's a bit of the party line being towed there, but um, who knows? They look, it's pretty clear we're trying to do deals, right? And you, you'd hope we get something done before the end of the window. But as things stand, I mean, how do you feel, Nick? We've brought in one player on loan. Um, who's now injured. Who's now injured. Um, um, it's just typical Palace. I, I can remember we did a transfer show all years ago and we got one person in who wasn't really, I can't even remember who the player was now, but it was just so underwhelming after all the excitement and all the names that were linked. Um, we we just have to wait and see. Hopefully Steve Parrish is going to be awake for the for the next sort of 29 hours or whatever it is till the window shuts. 28 hours, in fact. Um, so it's just a case of, of wait and see, and hopefully we won't be getting the excuses uh, that's that's what I worry about and, and how the fan base will react well there we go right at the end of the show I've lost Nick so what I'm going to do is thank you very much for, for joining us um, thanks to Nick <laughs> whenever I next get to speak to him um, but we'll leave it right there obviously join us please do join us for the live show keep an eye on all of our social media con- uh, accounts uh, as we'll try and post some links up on message boards and things like that so you can join us for our live show 9pm till the close of the window and thank you very much indeed speak to you soon Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast It's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order delivery now on the McDonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.